0: Hey, welcome, youth factorians. I don't Do I call you guys something different every time? I think maybe. All right. So today, I'm going to be starting a new series. I'm going to be doing um, daily episodes, and I'm going to be going through – I'm going to be using a book. So we're going to be, like, going through a book, and it's a 365-day devotional. I'm really excited about it. So it starts in January, but of course, today's July 26, 2021, so that's the day we're going to start with. We're going to go through, um, it's called New New Morning Mercies, and it's by uh, Paul David Tripp. And I had never heard of him before until uh, when we did the network, Brandy did a uh, parenting show, and she... She used a book, um, I don't remember the name of it off-top-hand, but it was by Paul David Tripp. And she was like, I really like this guy. He's really good. And so when I was looking for a devotional, um, I'd been looking on Amazon. And then I went into Barnes & Noble, and I saw that they had a uh, devotional, a year devotional from Paul David Tripp. I was like, yes, (laughs) let's do it. So I think what we're going to do is I think I'm going to read through the day's devotional and then go back and talk about a few things I took some notes on. So maybe that'll change. But for today, let's try it. Um hopefully I don't get in any kind of trouble because I'm technically I don't know if this counts as stealing content because I'm reading um his thing out. But realistically, I mean like if I was him I wouldn't care because I would think, okay, yes, there may be some people who are like, oh, I don't have to buy this book because I can just listen to it on this podcast, but I doubt it because you'd have to be a fan of me, um, and so, you, you you know, in order to listen to all these, it's not like I'm going to be getting people who are fans of him to listen to this podcast because I'm reading it, so it's not taking any sales, and if anything, people that I attract and can gather into my tribe, um one will know about him and be more likely to buy stuff from him in the future and two i would think that it would cause some of you guys to go out and buy the same devotional and and walk along with me and follow along with me um i'm sitting down you can't walk with me so yeah hopefully it doesn't get flagged or anything for that so let's uh Let's jump in to July 26. Why would you be afraid when in Christ you have been completely accepted, eternally forgiven, and richly supplied? I'm going to take a quick drink. Get this going. Okay. What are the three questions that everyone has asked in some way um, and is in some way haunted by? All right. Number one. Will I be loved? Number two. Will people tolerate me once they really get to know me? Um, as teenagers, I, I think most of you probably struggle with this one at some point. That's like the whole the whole thing behind acceptance and trying to stay on trend and fashion and all that kind of stuff, right? And peer pressure and all that. Um, will I have what I need to live? So it's talking about like financially and resources and whatnot. Um, here we go. In some way, everyone fears rejection, judgment, and poverty. In some way, every person who has ever lived is on the hunt for love. And I don't know why I laughed at that. I guess because I'm reading this for teenagers. And I know some of you, like, just basically, I just lost you by saying the word love. I'm going to try to read these without commenting you know, at all. But it was weird that I laughed. So I wanted to say why. Um Is on the hunt for love and scared to death that he won't find it. That's why a good love story is always so popular. In some way, everyone fears judgment. She fears, by the way, this jumps back and forth. Like, I think they're trying to be inclusive. But it's kind of distracting. Because it'll say he, then it says she, then it says he, then it says she. So, anyways, just bear with it. She fears the hammer will come down on her because she has failed to measure up. And she will spend her life paying for her crimes. That's why mercy and forgiveness stories quickly get our attention and hit us so deeply in some way everyone is afraid of being poor we're all afraid of not having the provisions we need to live we're afraid that success will escape our grasp and we'll end up as beggars on the street do you guys worry about being beggars on the street this is why we all love a rags to riches story Isn't it amazing that each of these fundamental human fears is addressed and solved by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? First, the gospel is the world's best love story. It is a story of a God of love who places his love on people who do not deserve his love. This God sends the son of his love to make a sacrifice of love so that his children can be welcomed into his arms of love and become a community of love that takes his love to those in desperate need of love who has a lot of loves all right the gospel of jesus christ is the world's most amazing forgiveness story it is the story of one who was willing to die for crimes he did not commit so that people who committed those crimes would be fully and completely forgiven of every wrong they had ever done or ever would do guys that's like the craziness of the gospel right there it is the amazing story of a righteous God who made a way through the sacrifice of his Son to forgive rebels against his authority without compromising his holiness in any way. The Gospel of Jesus Christ is the greatest of all provision stories. It is a story of a God who created, controls, and owns everything, opening his vast storehouses of provision. Two impoverished rebels who deserve nothing but who get everything in him, it is a story of no needed provision withheld, no necessarily gift left ungiven I, I know some of this is kind of re- repetitive and I'll explain why in a minute. Um, it is a story we did that one. It is a story of a stream of supply that will never run out. If you are God's child, you don't have to be haunted by these deep questions of life. Each has been answered in the person and work of your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of him, you are loved. Because of him, you are forgiven. And because of him, you have everything that you need. But uh, who but our God could write a story like this? All right. Um, so this time I, I, like I said, I read all the way through it and then I'm going to go back for some notes. I don't know, maybe tomorrow I'll try reading through and then stopping where the note is and seeing, um, which works best. But so for today, this is how we're doing it. So a few things like, ah, hmm, this is good stuff. Um, I love like this gospel part here where it says, um, Uh, let's see which part the gospel, there's, there's the two I have highlighted, underlined, isn't it amazing that each of these fundamental human fears is addressed and solved by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're probably thinking like, Oh, what's the Bible have to do with my life? And I know I'm supposed to read it, but I have important other important things to do. Um, I, I wrote a couple notes down, just a few kind of like scenario things to go into. So first off, I has, you know, the gospel. I already, okay, I wrote down what they said. Um, I put down here like what if they don't accept or like me, right? So if you're thinking like if that's, that's a concern, like, well, what if, you know, my friends or people at school don't accept or like me or – you know, like this fall we're gonna be pushing campus missions and and all that kind of stuff pretty strongly and you may be like well okay i come to youth group and that's fun and all but i keep youth group separate and i keep my school life separate okay all right i hear you um but i know that comes up from that fear of like well if i'm too like if i go and i'm trying to witness to my friends i'm trying to do these things you know people will think i'm a jesus freak people won't like me they won't accept me. Right. Well, uh the verse that came to mind was, Seek first the kingdom of God, it's, uh, Matthew six thirty three. So let me turn to that really quick. We've got a few scriptures to go through to talk about some of these different points we're, we're diving in today. So Matthew six thirty three says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Right, So it talks about seek first the kingdom of God. Well, in this sense, the application would basically be like, look, don't try to compromise who you are at school, who you are in Christ, to fit in at school, to try to get friends. You don't want those friends anyways. Seek first the kingdom of God. I know it can be hard, but seek first God. Be who you are. Be the light. Be the example God's calling you to be. And maybe it will push people away and maybe you'll even lose some of your current friends. But God will bring you friends, right? It's like seek first the king of God and all will be added. So if you're seeking first the king of God and you lose some friends or you lose some popularity because of it, God's got, you know, it brought back. I'm going to tell a story. Now, I'm changing a bunch of the details to kind of protect the confidentiality of the student because I didn't ask this person if I could tell this story. So, I'm like I said, I'm going to just change a bunch of the details Uh, And and that way, we're all good. But first, I'm going to take a quick little break. I'll be right back. All right, back. Hey, I know I was going to tell that story. Um, I'm not (laughs) because I've tried to tell it twice. And I can't tell it in a convincing way that doesn't basically just like – i don't know i feel like it's too easy I, <clears throat> anyways i couldn't change the details enough um without losing it and making it sound like a nursery rhyme so we're gonna skip that story but the whole point there is like uh the gospel you know the gospel's answer to, you know seeking first the kingdom of god even if it is gonna cost you some things um speaking of which all right let's jump down it says uh what what if i can't read my own writing guys um what if it costs me to be a Christian? Like you know, my teacher's gonna fail me, or um, you know, something like that. Like, oh my, you know, I'm having I have a science class or or some sort of class that my teacher is not a Christian and basically if I'm gonna hold to my beliefs it's it's like gonna cost me something. Like I could have a lower grade, it could be that I have to work way harder because You know, like they're not going to they're going to like go through my essays with a fine tooth or my projects with a fine tooth comb because they don't like my stance I'm taking because everyone else is just doing a report on evolution. But I'm doing one on creation and, you know, whatever it may be. Um, It could be, you know, any number, any number of things. I mean, nowadays with basically anyone who isn't like super like, yeah, go, you know, go like you're you have an alternative lifestyle. That's awesome. You know, like anyone who's not like totally like that um, is considered a horrible person. Right. So like, it, it, it's not even okay to be like, look, I don't agree with that. I think that, you know, this is what the Bible says. I have no problem with you. I'm not trying to throw rocks at you. I'm not trying to say that you should be allowed. To... I'm not trying to interfere with your life in any way. I'm not trying to say anything unless you ask me, what is your stance on this? And I say, well, this is what the Bible says. and This is what I believe. Oh, so you, you that means that, um, you think, you think I'm a, I'm a bad person. And it's like, well, I think that and we're going to get to this and a I was like, well, yeah, I think we're all bad people. Like sin. <laughs> like we're, we're all rebels against God. We're all, we've all sinned and sh- sh- uh, fallen short of the glory of God. Well, no, but I mean, I mean, because you know, like I'm gay or I'm, I'm, I'm uh, trans or I'm this or I'm that. It's like, no, like you, your particular type of sin doesn't I mean, it, yeah, you ask me, I'm going to tell you that I think it's sin. And, but, and you ask me what that means, I'll tell you, but it, it's sin. Sin separates. So, like, I, I'm not trying to single you out over, you know, someone over here who's cheating on their tests or so, you know, the, the, the teacher who's, who's having an affair on her husband or the vice principal who's this or the student who's this or the coach who's this, right? Like, you can't even be like that. Like, people will be like, oh, you're a horrible person. And because you believe this way, because you, you're, homo- you're homophobe, you're homophobic, which, again, do not see how that would fit the criteria of being homophobic, but you'd be labeled that, right? And be like, so you're not going to be allowed to be on this team or be in this band or on the drama team or this or that because your presence is unsettling to some and it's not a safe space. And we want to create a safe space, right? I'm I'm just kind of being dramatic here but this is the way things are going so you may think like well i have to keep this together and my stuff in like i can't i can't you know be a witness because um you know it could cause a problem so i'm just gonna say that yeah it's fine it's fine to be homosexual or it's it's god is one one of the ways or something like that right what it's gonna cost me well brothers and sisters um historically that the gospel has has cost in fact i don't have the scripture written down but you know jesus talks about that he talks about how like you know what they hated me first and i'm the master so how much more are they going to hate you as as my servants like it's going to happen you have to count the cost when you're going to become a christian so if you're trying to be friends with everyone and liked by everyone um christianity is probably not the Not the uh, religion for you, buddy. You probably want to go pick something that's going to let you uh, mold yourself to popular opinion of of the day. Uh, Because Christianity is all about absolute truth. Um, And that's the gospel. Okay, Matthew 19.29 is the scripture I have written down for this. So 19.29 says, And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life but many who are first will be last and last first um okay so the bible's clearly saying like look if you on if you have to give up things because of like your relationship with me like first off that tells us it's going to happen right by the fact that he even says that secondly he says it's going to restore you know a hundredfold right um and will inherit eternal life okay that's pretty good deal right like you're gonna live for 60 70 80 maybe 90 years on this earth versus all of eternity in heaven and you know there's debate on this some people say like oh it's gonna be restored here and in in person like it was with job some people say no that's gonna be restored in, in heaven either way it doesn't matter like a hundredfold, whether it's here on earth or, or in heaven. Now I, I think that there is definitely some application to where there is restoration um here uh, and there are those promises do apply to, you know, certain physical things here. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we've um given up stuff to be able to I mean, I can give a silly example, okay? Um I'm gonna use a couch. Two times this happened. When we moved from California to Virginia We had to get rid of most of our furniture because it just was going to be too expensive to ship it all, and it wasn't expensive enough to. Plus, we needed the money, so we did a yard sale and we sold it, right? Because it actually was decent. We had decent couches, so we sold them. Well, then, and then it's not like we had money to go buy new ones because we used that money to get to Virginia, and then in Virginia, there's someone who gave us a couch and loveseat to replace the ones that we left, right? And then when we moved to, to um, we wore them out. So by the time, because we, we moved to New York, same thing. You know, it wasn't near this far, but it was like, look, try and keep this cheap, try and get this down. So we got rid of our, our couch and love seat. And then we get here and the house that we moved into, literally like the people who left didn't move out their couch and chair and another chair down in the basement and a big, nice, comfy footstool. So it was like, oh okay, this is cool, like, we don't even have to try to find them, like, they were here, and so made it nice, because we moved in, and it was gonna be, like, it was, like, a few days, like, three or four days before our storage unit got here, and so instead of having, like, nothing, we already had a couch and a chair, and then I left the other chair, so it was two chairs and a couch, a big old giant oversized stuff chair, and then another one, I left one down in the basement, I've used that for, like, devotions and stuff down in the basement, and even videos and stuff, so, that's just a silly example. So I do believe that there is now. Was that a hundredfold? <sighs> yes. Yeah. We we got a, it. Was a solid gold couch. It was a hundredfold. The pri- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but you know. So I believe that there there definitely is. Like so. I think you can go too far, and people can be like, everything is in heaven. All of our rewards are in heaven. All of our blessings are in heaven. Like, no, I don't think that. But you can go too far the other way and be like, hey, you know, give. Give $20 or give $50 in this offering and you're going to get, you know, $5,000 back in two weeks, right? doesn't yeah. always – so it can go too far either way. But um, with that said, I just want to tell the whole point I'm trying to make with this is it, it being a Christian is going to cost you. If nothing else, even if the world doesn't mess with you, it's going to cost you. in the fact that like we've been talking about in the last few weeks in youth – you're going to have to give up some of your leisure time, all right? You're not going to be able to, you know, the average is that people spend like eight something point something hours a day on their phones, like watching stuff, YouTube, TikTok, all this kind of stuff, Netflix, um, on devices. You're going to have to carve some of that out. Because you're going to have to spend some time studying the Word. You're going to have to spend some time in praying. It says, you know, forsake not the assembly of my believers. So that means that, you know, when some of your your non-Christian friends are going to go to a football game or to a movie or to whatever, you're going to be saying, nope, it's Thursday. I have youth on Thursdays. Nope, it's Sunday. I have church on Sundays. So it's going to cost you something. If not, if you can honestly say my Christianity hasn't cost me anything, I would then say you don't have Christianity. You have an idol you have a a form of christianity that makes you feel better but is not true the true gospel so um you may go to a christian church and you may call yourself a christian but you don't have the gospel if it's never cost you anything um all right so yeah let's jump into this this next one Uh Okay, there was one more thing down here, a couple more things. Um, I love the part that says the gospel is the world's best love story. It is the story of a God of love who places his love on people who do not deserve his love. <sighs> isn't, <laughs> isn't their expression, ain't that the truth, <laughs> right? Like, people get so mad at God and people are like, oh, you're sending people to hell. Oh, no, it's not. Like... The gospel is the best love story. It is a story of God's love who places his own love on people who do not deserve his love, right? We have all rebelled against God. We have all said, you know, like God has made everything perfectly. And then, you know, with Adam and Eve and, and everything, they either said, nope, we're into our own way. And then, you know, we're born in a sinful nature. We're, we don't deserve, like we're, we're enemies of God basically. But rather than allowing us to remain enemies, he um, he instead goes out and causes us to become children, right? So if I turn, um, wait, why did my Bible verse? Oh, I see. You know what? I wrote this one down earlier, and apparently I didn't put my thing in the right place. So now I have to try to find a needle in the haystack. I think it's Philippians. Hold on. I think it's Philippians. I think I remember where it is now. So let me jump there. Sorry, guys. I had this all uh, planned out ahead of time. I had these all done up, but I guess I didn't put the little, um, you know, that little, when you have, like, a nicer Bible, you've got that little, like, cord thing <laughs> bookmark. Uh I thought I put it there, but I guess, I guess I didn't because it's still, like, in Psalms or something. I'm confused. Hold on. I'm gonna go try to find it. I'm now. I'm confused. I had this mark. Give me one second. Okay, it was Romans five eight. And as soon as I stopped, I remembered. I was like, wait, it's Romans. Romans eight. No, Romans five eight. And I remembered. So let's turn to it. Um, but Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were lost and ungodly. Right. Some translations will talk about how. Um, you know, we were enemies of God. And so it's like, who does that? Who, who goes and makes such a big sacrifice to be able to make peace with their enemies like that? Like the fact that God did that is amazing. Like we all deserved eternal wrath, but instead we get God's love and eternal, like just awesomeness in heaven with him forever, eternal peace. Like that's, that that's the gospel right there. That but in, but that's that's just an amazing thing. So it it it's crazy to me sometimes when people just won't accept that, and people are like, think God's horrible and God's this or God's that, and like, do you realize what the offer on the table is? <laughs> it's like, I don't think you do. um In fact, I underline this part down here. Oh, one thing too, because a lot of people are like. Well, you know, God's unjust because, you know, the fact that he makes anyone, why doesn't he just make it to where everyone can live however they want and people could sin or do whatever and just, because listen, it says right here, it says, without compromising his holiness in any way. If God were to just, like, poof away, right, like, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price. It's not, that didn't just make things magically go away right and i think sometimes we lose sight of this where we just think of like oh we become a christian and then like our, our sins are just kind of forgotten they're just like okay no the reason they're forgotten is because they're already paid for it, it's not like okay you you owe a thousand dollars and oh you know what um you don't owe that thousand dollars anymore no it's like someone else came and paid it for you right so that's what happened with jesus jesus it wasn't like oh jesus died on the cross and so god just made everything go away no all all of the the wrath all the punishment for our sins was poured out on him like he he took it like the bible talks about how like you couldn't even recognize him as a man anymore because of all the, the 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 punishment the wrath that was poured out on him right so that that right there it's like i think we lose sight of that and so therefore we we kind of lose sight of how, the, how big that is and you're like well why wouldn't he why couldn't he have just snapped his fingers and made it all go away because he wouldn't at that point he got to be unjust right like, you're like well i don't really think it's a big deal that big deal pastor jared okay so imagine you're sleeping tonight and someone comes in and brutally murders your entire family and cuts off your arms and legs and you now have to spend the rest of your life being pulled around, like pushed around in a wheelchair, knowing that like, you could have had this great life, your family's all been murdered, and this is all unjust. And then let's say they catch the guy, let's say two years later, right? You spend been two years, like, oh my gosh, my life was destroyed, my life was ruined. Probably like, you know, like, what's the point of even living anymore? They catch this guy. And then they're like, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, so we decided to just let the guy go because we want to be loving right you'd be furious you'd be like no You're like, give me a phone. I'm going to hire a contract killer myself and take this guy out. Like my wife and I watch SVU and that's like so many of the episodes is a bad person gets off free and they're like, this isn't justice. This is, this is unright. Like, like, well, there was enough evidence. We're not saying that like he can go free because it's okay that he did it. Like we know that he did it. We just can't prove it. And so he, he got free. And the episode typically ends with them taking justice in their own hands and like, They get a call and they go over there and it's like, boom, the person's dead. They went over there and they killed him, right? They shot him. They're like, there's no way. You did this to my kid. You did this to my wife. You did this, you know, to my parent. You're not getting away with this. And they take justice in their own hands. Imagine... If God did that, how unjust would that be? How wicked would God be if he just said, oh, you know, everyone out there, all the rape victims, all the people who've been stolen from, all the people who've been, you know, murdered, all the people who have ever had anything bad to them, all the people made to feel like nothing because of, you know, like all the all the things that have ever happened. Oh, you know what? No, that's a big deal. Just get over it. Um, we're letting them off the hook, right? Like, no, you would, you would be a rape and justly so. So rather than just saying, oh, nothing's a big deal and... Being a really a terrible god, what he said is though that price, that that's justice. He said, But mercy is stronger than justice, and grace is stronger than justice. So he came and he, you know, he sent his only son to die on the cross for us. And again, it wasn't just the cross. It was also the like the cross was no big deal. Like it wouldn't been fun, but Jesus would like that wouldn't have been that hard. Christians are martyred all the time, in worse ways even than that, and do it with a smile on their face and singing. Back in the day, there's literally stories go read fox's book of martyrs right read fox's book of martyrs and it talks about them singing hymns as they're burning alive at the stake or how like no i'm not able to i can't be killed the same way my savior was so they crucified like crucified me upside down right um i heard a story like so many stories like from fox's book of martyrs um and then also there's a book called jesus freak which is like a more updated version you know like Families being run over in steamrollers. I've heard, like, there's even others I wouldn't even feel comfortable saying because of how graphic they are. People who did that joyfully. Like, the you know you hear about, like, the Christians being thrown to, like, the lions and the bears and stuff at the Roman Coliseums. Well, what you don't typically hear, because they don't teach in public school, is that these Christians typically were fighting each other. By fighting, I mean, like, like no, my turn, no, my turn, to see who got to go next because of the, the glory and the honor of of being martyred you know, for in, in Christ's name, right? They weren't hiding. They weren't cursing God. They weren't saying, oh, why me, right? So if they could do all this, why is it that like, why was Christ so stressed out about it that he was like sweating blood? That's, it's because it wasn't, he didn't care about the cross, that part of it. Now, again, no one would have wanted to do that. It's still horrible. I'm not taking away from it, but everyone focuses like, like, oh, it would have been so terrible to be crucified. It would have been, and, and people have done it the reason christ was like father if there's any other way take this cup from me wasn't the cross it was the the cup of wrath it was literally the cup of wrath that would have to be poured out on him so um i think a lot of times we lose sight of the true gospel and so it gets easy to be like well what about me and what about this and and you know and we see what god has really done for us um so then lastly the the last thing i have kind of Underlined here, it says, um, let me jump back. I only have the one part. Impoverished rebels who deserve. Okay, let me jump back to the beginning of the sentence. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the greatest of all. Okay, there we go. Is the story of God who created, controls, and owns everything, opening his vast storehouses of provision to, this is the part I've underlined. So he, that's all the things he's doing, to impoverished rebels who deserve nothing but who get everything in him who wouldn't rejoice about that we are impoverished rebels rebelling against the very one who gave us life put breath in our lungs we want to use that breath to then turn around and and curse god right and then he made a way to not just save us but you know it right here it says um opening the, his vast storehouses of provision. So not only is he like saying, well, I'm going to pardon them. He's also welcoming us in not just as pardon people, but as, as heirs, right? Heirs to, to Christ. We're coming in as sons and daughters of God. So if that doesn't excite you, if that doesn't, the next time you're at school and you're feeling depressed or you're feeling upset or you're feeling anything like meditate on that. Like these are the things we should be meditating. And the word talks about whatsoever is good, whatsoever is lovely, right? Stop meditating on the drama that's going on in your life and meditate on something like that. Like I was an enemy to God. I was a sinner and God loved me so much not, you know, that he sent his only son to die for me to pay that price. And now, not only am I not an enemy of God, and not only do I have to spend like all eternity separated from him and suffering, but I get to be a daughter of of the king. I get to be a son of the king and I get to inherit eternal life. Guys, I don't know what they're telling you out there about what it means to be a Christian, but, and you know, that's the gospel. That's the gospel right there. Meditate on that, Right go meditate on that and and i dare you go go meditate on that and and then feel depressed afterwards right Think of the joy. This is what it means to the joy of the Lord. Is that even though things aren't going right, aren't going our way, that we have this joy because we know of this great gift we've been given and what we have laying in store for us. Heaven's not a place to be feared. We're not going to walk around like mindless idiots who don't know anything because, you know, oh, in order to be peaceful, everything has to be, we all have to be lobotomized. No, heaven's going to be glorious. It's going to be an eternity of just amazingness of like we came and comprehend it just of of paradise of of our you know with our savior forever of if you uh, adventures whatever it is we have anything here on earth that's not you know wicked or sinful that we desire that we love it's gonna be so much more in heaven, right? It'd be like playing your entire life. My son loves Legos. It'd be like playing your entire life with one little Lego brick, one little Lego brick, and saying, I love Lego. This is amazing. This block is my best toy. It's my best friend. I love Lego. And then dying and going to heaven. To inherit the lego factory or the lego store like the mega store with all of them there and you literally have all the legos and all the craters to play with you like right that's what it's going to be like now again anything that's not rooted in 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 wickedness so it's not like you're like oh you love smoking pot here on earth you're gonna you know you're gonna have like the most amazing weed in heaven that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like you know you love to to hike, and you're worried that you're going to get to heaven, you're just gonna be bowed down worshiping all the time. No, you're gonna be hiking in heaven, my friend, right? You love to write, guess what? The day you die is the day heaven just got a new writer. So I hope this encourages you. I'm gonna go. Um, Love you guys. I'll see you back tomorrow. I'll try to, today's was a little rough. Um, I'll try to smooth things out a little bit and get, get a little better at this for tomorrow's episode. All right, be blessed.